Hi, I'm Aoki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm sitting here with author Sarah Tosh, who has written a really cool like YA series called Dead Mall Series, and I really want to get into it. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having Hi. me. Yay, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm really excited. Let's get into your series. Can you Can you tell me about the the book that we're focusing on, which is called The January Hours. Can we go ahead and talk about that? Sure. So The January Hours is actually a collection of the first four books in the series, the first four core books and also the prequel story. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> it, it it covers anyone who's just getting into the series. And the series is about a 16-year-old girl who uh, lives in a mining town that where the mine has dried up and there's nothing really going on except at this mall that she works at. And even that's kind of dying. For those who aren't familiar with the term, a dead mall is a mall that the building still exists and it's open and you can go into it, but most of the stores have closed. So there's a lot of empty, yeah, there's a lot of empty storefronts and the stores that are still there are kind of Weird, like you always see like a GNC, um, you might see like a dentist, you know, it's just weird stuff. When I was researching this, I've been to malls like that and they're very kind of creepy places because at one point there was all this energy going on and now they're just this dead place. So she works in one of these type of malls and uh, after midnight, one night she gets locked in and realizes that it is a portal for monsters that break through (laughs) break through portals and try to escape and wreak havoc in the world and the only reason they don't is because the janitors and security guards that work there um are kind of a secret evil fighting force Uh, that stand in their way this is so cool that's so creative thank you um so that's that's kind of the first book i sort of ruined the first book for you but you i mean still read it because it's Pretty fun, I think. (laughs) And then the series goes on from there and it follows her through seven books total. And that's where it ends. So it is a closed series. So at this moment, you can read the entire story from start to finish. I'm really intrigued. I'm always fascinated how authors can make something that I don't think much of, like a dead mall, into something really like active and really crazy. So this is pretty <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> How did this come about besides you just noticing that there are dead malls out there? Because there's definitely a good amount where I am. Yeah, more and more all the time. Like you say, there were a lot. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota and there were a number of dying malls out there too. Fun fact, uh, if anyone out there has seen the movie Mall Rats by Kevin Smith, Uh, The mall that that was shot in is actually like four miles away from where I grew up. And it was a dead mall when he took it over. All of those storefronts were made for the movie. They weren't real, obviously. Um, (laughs) But the mall was the building uh, that he put all of that in. So that was probably my first experience with a dying mall. Was that mall, Eden Prairie Mall, and then Mall Rats when it started being filmed there. So I've always kind of been fascinated by that concept. And then... The series came about through a number of different 
means and things kind of converging, but ultimately what sparked me to get it out there through independent publishing is frustration with the traditional method of getting your book published. I've been working on a different novel with absolutely not related to this concept at all. (laughs) And I I was going through the whole, you know, querying for an agent, you know, going to pitch meetings, things like that, getting lots of positive feedback, but ultimately always saying like, it's not for us or this genre is so full of titles already or, you know, just not getting anywhere and just feeling like I'm, I'm running in place. And I wanted to put something out into the world, mostly so I could start promoting myself as an author and engaging with other writers as someone who had something out there and something that stood for me and my work. And a while back, at this point, this was about 2018, I was getting to the end of this process of just being super frustrated. And about three years prior to that, I had written some fan fiction based on Army of Darkness in the Evil Dead franchise. Oh, that's and, fun. <laughs> yeah. And it had been all, at the time it was set in like a Walmart type store. It, the story was about the S-Mart franchise. And, you know, many, many, many years later, like 20 years after the last movie. And it was all the same characters. You know, it was still centered on a 16-year-old girl, her best friend, and then this kind of middle management level of people. The main character, Ash from Evil Dead, was there, but very, very, in a very minor role, actually. And I'd stopped writing it because I felt really weird about writing on someone else's intellectual property. So I gave up on it. Yeah. Well, I was very sad to give up on it because I did have all those original characters. Yeah. So, you know, after I'd gone through this frustrated process with my novel, I, you know, thought back to just what can I do that's fun, that's different, that would never get traditionally published anyway. And I, you know, went back to that. I was like, well, if I retool that to be completely unrelated to Evil Dead and, you know, I make it novellas, that's something interesting, something different, and it gets my gets me out there. And so I kind of thought about, okay, well, I have to get rid of Smart, obviously, which was the biggest challenge. Where can I set this that would be creepy and make sense where people wouldn't notice if there were monsters <laughs> coming out in the middle of the night? <laughs> and that's where I just kind of pulled from my history and thought right. of a mall where oh. there's nothing in it. And so that's kind of how it all came together. I love hearing oh. about the the whole process. But you, even though it's a mall, so malls are associated with teenagers and things like that. But what made you want it to do like a young adult one? Is that always your intention to make it as like a YA series? No, not really. I didn't write it with a YA audience in mind, which is one thing I kind of had to go back and fix a little bit, especially in the later books. And as I was writing the later books and learned more and more about the industry, the series was really a learning series for me because I got into it. I didn't know anything about independent publishing. And, you know, 2018, the independent publishing world was, it looked a lot different than it does now. The resources have just grown exponentially in the past few years. I think the pandemic probably had a lot to do with that. It definitely pushed that to the utmost, I say. (laughs) Yep. Back then, I was just not really aware of how a lot of this works. So I wrote it with an adult mindset. And only after the fact did I realize, you know, this is probably more YA with a YA uh, main character. 
So, you know, I'll be upfront. It is a little bit of a mishmash of YA stuff and adult stuff. And I mean, you know, she, Carrie, the 16-year-old, she's the main character. She's in every book. But there are some of the adult characters get their own storylines and their own point of view in later books, too. So it's a little bit of both. But I certainly didn't start out uh, meaning to write a YA Like a YA. Yeah. (laughs) So... This book, though, has monsters, has like the paranormal stuff, but there's also comedy in it. So I feel like there is a great amount of like action and seriousness as well as the comedy. How was it writing a mixture of that? Well, using uh, Army of Darkness as sort of my inspiration for it helped okay. influence um, and I think was the main influence of the tone because uh-huh. that, you know, setting aside the original Evil Dead movie, which was just a straight horror movie. The second two, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, and then basically everything that's come after in the franchise, with the exception of the reboots. But everything that involves the Ash Williams character has been that sort of like, that putting a person who has no business being in this extremely dire situation and watch the hilarity ensue, kind of, that influenced a lot of a lot, all of the humor, except in this case, the the people who were unfit are a teenage girl and uh, mall janitors. I really like that I can get all the elements of that in this book, like the fun monster, the comedy and all that good stuff. Your first book was published March 2021. So it's a little weird because of this being a learning experience, essentially, mm-hmm. there were a few different iterations this went through. Technically, the first book made its appearance in ebook form in January 2019. Oh, okay. And then the second two were published March 2019, like around St. Patrick's Day, because that's that St. Patrick's Day is my (laughs) anniversary of the series, because that's when the first three came out. And that's when I was celebrating the first time. So 2019 is when I consider it the start of the series. Now, it might say different things on Amazon because of how many times I had to kind of republish with the rewrites, all the technical back end stuff. How was it when you finally completed the series? I'm sure this was like a big like a like a baby that's done, <laughs> you know. What I mean? Yes. How did that feel? How did it go? It, I mean, it felt great. Oh, I would say ninety five percent of it felt great, and then five percent was well, four percent was sad, and then one percent was just absolutely terrified as to what comes next because <laughs> I didn't. I I have you know multiple ideas working, like a lot of writers do, multiple ideas working at once, but not having something that you can just go back to and you know the environment and you know the characters so well. I mean, I spent four years almost with these characters in my head. I could write their voice like nothing. It was easy. But all of that aside, being able to finish it felt really good. I've been someone who has started a lot of projects. Like I used to be a, uh, I've, I've produced web series in the past and they always got to like one season when I had multiples in mind and I never got to finish them. So for this, it was really important to me that I finish it and have it be this completed thing in my way. Also, after about four years writing it and writing it through what was a difficult time, book four, I wrote during the first months of the pandemic. You can tell 
because it's a lot darker than the other. <laughs> and then they get lighter after that, but the tone never really returns to the same type of comedy. It's different after that. It was time to finish it. And I wanted to move on to something else, whatever that would be. Uh, so lots of mixed emotions, but ultimately I'm very proud and happy with what I put out there. I'm so like excited with this. <laughs> what can you tell me about you as an author, Sarah? Do you have any rituals when you're writing? Anything like that? <laughs> well, I will say that NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month has been very good to me. Oh, yay. I was able to, that's how I wrote books uh, six and seven was drafted them through challenge. Yeah. yeah. I drafted them both through National Novel Writing Month 2021. It must've been. So it has taught me just how to put words out there and get them down and just deal with the fact that like, just ignore the fact that they're terrible because they're always terrible <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> um, just kind of be like, yep, this is bad. And just put it in the back of my head and then get to the editing part. My goal is to get to the editing as fast as possible. Because for me, that's where the story actually starts. If I can just get the like words down, then I have the raw material to oh, build gotcha. what it's ultimately going to be. So the first part is extremely hard and can be extremely demoralizing depending on how the drafting is going. I'm currently writing a new, I'm starting on my new series now. I'm doing this method, just get the words down as quickly as possible. And it's extremely hard because I don't know these characters as well as my dead mall characters. I'm still kind of meeting them. So it's a tough process, especially when you're doing a series starter or something in a new ecosystem that you don't know very well. But for me, it's all about getting those words down and then being able to make them into something that anybody might want to read at some point. <laughs> the fact that you're starting a new series, have you always wanted to just attack your writing as series? Because you're getting to know these characters over the books, I guess, versus like a, just a regular standalone novel? I think it depends on the project. For me, yes, series are probably the most compelling. I am a person, just in the way I consume my own media, I prefer television to movies. And I like being able to grow with characters, especially comedy series when you have the half-hour sitcoms. I like being able to just have a lot and have it be that episodic thing. And I think if you look at how the trends are in the world and the country... That's true. People like their media right. a little bit longer now. You know, Absolutely. binge watching is huge and people want that, you know, season over season kind of familiarity with characters. And I'm no different. I'm very much of that opinion, too, uh, both as someone who consumes media and someone who creates it. But I do have ideas in mind for standalones, maybe someday. Right now, I'm working on another series and I'm really excited about where that's going to go. That is so cool. Can I go back to the Denmark series a little bit? Of course. Yeah. So did you have any difficulties writing the Denmark series? Because having to write seven books and a prequel, I feel like there's a lot of involvement with, of course, all your characters and the monster development. I'm sure that was exciting and fun. But any <laughs> yeah. any challenges you had there for this one? I think my biggest challenge, honestly, the first one that comes to mind is fitting in everything I wanted to do. I had a lot of different characters in mind, a lot of different uh, monsters in particular, and they didn't all make it into the book. 
because yeah I know (laughs) because they didn't they just didn't all fit with the themes of the stories some of them just didn't make sense I had to cut out some ties to the lore of the book uh, particularly in book five I had a whole sub story about how the main monster in that was being influenced by some other thing and I was like this is confusing people are not gonna know what I'm talking about it's too much (laughs) exposition we're just going to get rid of it entirely. I think that was my biggest challenge is trying to like rein in all the ideas I had. And I think for the most part, I was successful in that. The other challenge I have is something I can't really do a whole lot about. And that's the way I write is a lot more of slow burn. Oh, okay. So it doesn't start like typically a book of mine isn't going to start with a bunch of action right away. It's not going to start with the big event that kicks everything off in the first three pages or whatever. I try to, there are several ways I try to mediate that and try to generate some interest without boring people. (laughs) But yeah, one of the just ongoing pieces of feedback I get about book one is it's too slow. Nothing happens until this, the middle, you know, my response to that is, yep, that's how I write. (laughs) You know, that's kind of the other books don't have that as much, but the first one definitely does. And some people really like it. Some people definitely don't. And that's more of a challenge for me to just do enough to keep the interest of people who do want that explosive open, which the industry tells us, like, you got to open with something big. And my response to that is, I'll try, but it just isn't really the way I write, especially horror. Like, I'm a big fan of Psycho. And oh, if you yeah. watch that movie, nothing <laughs> happens in that movie for ever. Most Hitchcock is like that. So coming from, I think, a little bit of a different time and a little bit of a different uh, mentality than fits with the industry currently. And that's just something for me to know and for readers to know as well when they get into my work. To me, good work is good work, regardless if you open with a bang or not. And I respect the writing process and how you're going to build your world to let me read it you know mm-hmm. for example like i've never read lord of the rings but i have friends who says like there's so many similar names i have to kind of like keep track <laughs> of this and that and if that's like the reason you don't want to read it you're missing out mm-hmm. on a great you know some great books so if you don't want to read something that's a slow burn you can be missing out on a great series like yours mm-hmm. so i i would say give all of it a chance really <laughs> so is your new series kind of similar to the dead mall series as far as like monsters and the comedic part and things like that yeah it's a little less monstery um but the comedy is still there it's i've been i've been workshopping genre combinations but what I've settled on is it's uh, urban fantasy rom-com. Uh, yeah. So it's it's not YA anymore, for sure. The main character is in her 20s. But it's a lot more magic-based. The main character is, just spoil it a little, the main character is a, <laughs> basically she has the powers of a ghost where she can walk through walls and be invisible and go anywhere. And she uses this as an assassin. She takes jobs and specifically the way she kills people um, is by making it look like accidents. So she's this sort of ghost assassin who then gets implicated in a murder that she didn't do. (laughs) She gets paired up with a, you know, a guy also investigating. So a lot of stuff going on there. I love that. I feel like you, when you 
publish your first one in that series, you need to come back I will. and tell <laughs> yeah. us all about it for sure. So Sarah, where can we get your book? Your Deadmau series. Well, all my books are available on Amazon and everyone with the exception of the prequel is in Kindle Unlimited as well. Every, all the information about all my books, future and present and past, uh, you can go to my website, which is sgtosh.com. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, I want to say thank you for coming by today and telling me your wonderful ideas and books and then your upcoming projects. This is so exciting for me because it's just, it's such a, journey to hear what you've done when we're about to read your books we even kind of see like the to me the excitement surrounding it so thank you for all this work <laughs> yeah for sure thank you for reading it and I'm uh, you know I'm on all the social media if anybody's out there and reads my book and wants to chat with me I'm on Facebook Twitter Instagram and TikTok I'm going to stalk you for a little bit for <laughs> sure. Um, but thank you, Sarah, today for coming by. And I hope to get to talk to you again when the next series start. And it hopefully it's soon because I don't want to wait too long. But uh, well, I'm going to let you go. But have a wonderful day. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. All the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. Please support indie authors as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye.